0: CHAPTER 32 OF THE UNTAMED BY MAX BRAND. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. THOSE WHO SEE IN THE DARK It was still early morning when Kate swung from her horse before the house of Buck Daniels. Instinct seemed to lead her to the sick-room, and when she reached it she paid not the slightest attention to the old man and his wife, who sat nodding beside the bed. They started up when they heard the challenging growl of Black Bart, which relapsed into an eager whine of welcome as he recognized Kate. She saw nothing but the drawn white face of Dan, and his blue penciled eyelids she ran to him. Old Sam, hardly awake, reached out to stop her. His wife held him back. "'It's Delilah,' she whispered. "'I've seen her face.' Kate was murmuring soft, formless sounds which made the old man and his wife look to each other with awe. They retreated towards the door as if they had been found intruding where they had no right. They saw the fever-bright eyes of Dan open. They heard him murmur petulantly, his glance wandering. Her hand passed across his forehead and then her touch lingered on the bandage which surrounded his left shoulder. She cried out at that, and Dan's glance checked in its wandering and fixed upon the face which leaned above him. They saw his eyes brighten, widen, and a frown gradually contracted his forehead. Then his hand went up slowly and found hers. He whispered something. "'What did he say?' murmured Sam. "'I don't know,' she answered. "'I think it was Delilah. See her shrink?' "'Shut up,' cautioned Sam. "'Ma, he's coming to his senses.' There was no doubt of it now, for a meaning had come into his eyes. "'Shall I take her away?' queried Sam in a hasty whisper. "'He may do the girl harm. Look at the yellow in his eyes.' "'No,' said his wife softly. "'It's time for us to leave him alone.' "'But look at him now,' he muttered. "'He's making a sound back in his throat like a growl of a wolf. "'I'm afraid for that gal, Ma.' "'Sam, you're an old fool.' He followed her reluctantly from the room. "'Now,' said his wife, "'we can leave the door open a little, just a crack, "'and you can look through and tell when she's in any real danger.' Sam obeyed. "'Dan ain't saying a word,' he said. "'He's just glaring at her.' "'And what's she doing?' asked Mrs. Daniels. "'She's got her arm around his shoulders.' I never knew they could be such a pile of music in a gal's voice, Ma. Sam, you was always a fool. He's pushing her away to the length of his arm. And she, and she, whispered Mrs. Daniels. She's talking quick. The big wolf is standing close to them, and turning his head from one face to the other, like he was wondering which was right in an argument. The ways of lovers is as queer as the ways of the Lord, Sam. "'Dan has caught up an arm before his face, "'and he's saying one word over and over. "'She's dropped on her knees beside the bed. "'She's talking. "'Why does she talk so low, Ma?' "'She don't dare speak loud, "'for fear her silly heart would burst. "'Oh, I know, I know. "'What fools all men be, what fools. "'She's asking him to forgive her.' "'And he's trying all his might not to,' "'whispered Mrs. Daniels in an awe-stricken voice.' "'Black Bart has put his head on the lap of the gal. "'You can hear him whine. "'Dan looks at the wolf and then at the girl. "'He seems sort of dumbfounded. "'She's got her one hand on the head of Bart. "'She's got the other hand to her face, "'and she's weeping into that hand. "'Martha, she's give up trying to persuade him.' "'There was a moment of silence. "'He's reaching out his hand for Black Bart. "'His fingers is on those of the girl. "'They're both staring.' Ay, ay," she said. "'And what now?' But Sam closed the door and set his back to it, facing his wife. "'I reckon the rest of it's just like the ending of a book, Ma,' he said. "'Men is all fools,' whispered Mrs. Daniels, but there were tears in her eyes. Sam went out to put up Kate's horse in the stable. Mrs. Daniels sat in the dining room. Her hands clasped in her lap while she watched the gray dawn come up in the east. When Sam entered and spoke to her, she returned no answer. He shook his head, as if her mood completely baffled him, and then, worn out by the long watching, he went to bed. For a long time Mrs. Daniels sat without moving, with the same strange smile transfiguring her. Then she heard a soft step pause at the entrance to the room, and turning, saw Kate. There was something in their faces which made them strangely alike a marvelous grace and dignity came to Mrs. Daniels as she rose. "'My dear,' she said. "'I'm so happy,' whispered Kate. "'Yes, dear. And Dan?' "'He's sleeping like a child. Will you look at him? I think the fever's gone.' They went in hand in hand, like two girls, and they leaned above the bed where whistling Dan lay smiling as he slept. On the floor, Black Bart growled faintly, opened one eye on them, and then relapsed into slumber. There was no longer anything to guard against in that house. It was several days later that Hal Purvis, returning from his scouting expedition, met no less a person than Sheriff Gus Morris at the mouth of the canyon leading to the old Salton Place. "'Lucky I met you, Hal,' said the genial sheriff. "'I saved you from a wild goose chase.' "'How's that?' "'Silent has just moved.' Where? He's taken the trail up the canyon and cut across over the hills to that old shanty on Bald Eagle Creek. It stands. I know where it is, said Purvis. Why'd he move? Things was getting too hot. I rode over to tell him that the boys was talking of hunting up the canyon to see if they could get any clue to him. They knowed from Joe Cumberland that the gang was once here. Cumberland went to you when he got out of the valley, queried Purvis with a grin, Straight. And then, where did Cumberland go? I suppose he went home and joined his gal. He didn't, said Purvis dryly. Then where is he? And who the hell cares where he is? They're both at Buck Daniels' house. Look here, Purvis. Ain't Buck one of your own men? Why, I seen him up at the camp just a while ago. Maybe you did, but the next time you call around, he's apt to be missing. Do you think? He's double crossed us. I not only seen the girl and her father at Buck's house, but I also seen a big dog hanging round the house. Gus, it was that black bart, and where that wolf is, you can lay to it that whistlin Dan ain't far away. The sheriff stared at him in dumb amazement, his mouth open. They's the price of ten thousand on the head of Whistlin' Dan, suggested Purvis. The sheriff still seemed too astonished to understand. "'I suppose,' said Purvis, "'that you wouldn't care special for an easy lump sum of ten thousand. What?' "'In Buck Daniel's house? Burst out the sheriff?' "'Yup,' nodded Purvis. "'That's where the money is if you can get enough men together to gather in Whistlin' Dan Barry.' "'Do you really think I'd get some boys together to round up Whistlin' Dan? Why, Hal, you know there ain't no real reason for that price on his head.' DO YOU ALWAYS WAIT FOR REAL REASONS BEFORE YOU SET YOUR FAT HANDS ON A WAD OF MONEY?" THE SHERIFF MOISTENED HIS LIPS. TEN THOUSAND DOLLARS. TEN THOUSAND DOLLARS, ECHOED PURVIS. BY GOD, I'LL DO IT. IF I GOT HIM, THE BOYS WOULD FORGET ALL ABOUT SILENT. THEY'RE AFRAID OF JIM, BUT JUST THE THOUGHT OF Barry PARALYZES THEM. I'LL START ROUNDING UP THE BOYS I NEED TODAY. TONIGHT WE'LL DO OUR PLANNING. TOMORROW MORNING, BRIGHT AND EARLY, WE'LL HIT THE TRAIL. Why not go after him tonight? Because he'd have an edge on us. I got a hunch that devil can see in the dark. He grinned apologetically for this strange idea, but Purvis nodded with perfect sympathy and then turned his horse up the canyon. The sheriff rode home whistling. On $10,000 more, he would be able to retire from this strenuous life. End of Chapter 32